There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As William Seward <laughs> remarked to Tycho Brian. <laughs> well. You don't even know who that is. <laughs> when Bobby Thompson hit the shop, heard around the world. Bobby Thompson, nice. The last part is the best part, yo. <laughs> you know Bobby Thompson from Savannah, Georgia. Well, he he, he died he, here. Well, he died. He here. died. Yeah, he moved here. And this is the last pod on the right from laststoponthewright.com and KLRN Radio, America's Podcast Network. I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Gable. And what a podcast we have. There is so much fabulosity in this podcast, it's almost ludicrous. It's almost disgusting. It's almost it? as ridiculous as the idea of Tycho Brahe <laughs> having an opinion on Bobby Thompson's home run hitting. Hey. Uh, before we get into, before we look in the dumpster, see what's, on the, what's in the dumpster this week, I have to say this. The number one and two trending topics on social media in the United States right now the number one and two topics trending in the U.S. on social media are both indicative of the fact that we have finally arrived in the United States at a generation that really is as dumb as the older generations think that it is. <laughs> yes. Because right now our top two trending topics are uh, number one is the global climate strike. Because uh, a bunch of millennials, none of whom have jobs anyway, <laughs> right, are out in the streets protesting. They're saying they're striking off of work. They're they're taking the day off of work to protest against global warming. Right, taking the day off of jobs they don't have to go and protest against something that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> is is yeah. is Stacy awesome. is Stacy Abrams leading the way for him? <laughs> now she's too busy being the governor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you keep, you wonder. I mean, this is they, they've just they now we finally arrived in a generation because the other number one the the number two is the Area Fifty One. Oh, what are they? They're are they're they, they're going to storm. Are they still going to do that? Well, they're there right now as we're recording. There are a bunch of millennials <laughs> gathered in the <sighs> desert outside Area Fifty One. They've been talking about this for months. It started out as a gag, right? And then unfortunately, because, and I'm saying this, millennials are so dumb, a bunch of them were like, oh yeah, we're actually going to do this. <laughs> Let's go, man. It's a good thing that none of you have any actual things to do of any value. Right. You go all the hell the way out to Nevada. And so these kids are all out there. It started as a gag. Now they're actually doing it. They're all lined up out there and they're going to, what are they going to, Naruto run, which is an anime Japanese video game character thing. They're going to they're gonna charge Area 51 I'm not 100% certain on what they're hoping to find were this to be successful. But I'm pretty certain, given what I know about millennials, that it doesn't matter. You know. They just want to uh, run in and say they did it or whatever. I'm like, fine. I, You know. Yeah. I was supposed to say, you know, and even if they did yeah. get inside, mm. well, it's still a long-ass way to find anything. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about running through the desert. <laughs> okay. It's a hot it's. I mean, we're. It's September. It, it's not January. No. Yeah, it's going to be fairly warm out there. I'm sure. And you're going to run all the way through a couple of miles through the desert. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've seen. Most millennials don't look like they're capable of what we would call a lot of heavy lifting. Right. You know, physical activity is is not this generation's forte, <laughs> unless you can do it with your thumbs. Right. You. They don't know how to do anything. Every generation has always said, like you know, the generation before my parents, you know, oh man, this Elvis, this rock and roll, this is going to be the death of us all. Right. The closest we came to a generation that was of no positive value before this was the baby boomers. Yeah. And they gave us Woodstock and spitting on veterans and crap like that. Bill Clinton. Okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, a failure of a generation, to be sure. They gave us the 70s. Right, you know. right. All right, so it's their fault. But these kids, I... God, I, I hate to sound like an old curmudgeon, but they are really almost of no value at all. <laughs> so the ones, uh, let them go. The ones that aren't skipping were, uh, work that they don't go to anyway <laughs> to pretend to protest against global warming are lining up in the desert to take a run at the Air Force's best guys. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. We have finally reached that moment. This is the tipping point. Now we have an entire generation of children, one of whom is eventually going to have to be president. <laughs> That's the thing that really bothers me. One of these dummies 
that survives the Area 51 raid. I'm like, yeah, okay, we actually may be screwed at this point. Go ahead. Y'all enjoy yourselves. Well, it's been a good run, America. (laughs) See you in the next (laughs) one. All right, I'm going home. See you. Sad trombone. All right, Michael, uh, I just want to – we'll throw out a couple of quick notes here for you. Don't forget our social media is open and available for you to talk to us here at The Last Pod on the right. You can check us out on Twitter at Last Stop OTR. That is Last Stop OTR. We have a Facebook group yep. for Last Stop on the right. Of course, the website. You can email us through there. I want to say up, what's up to the hog. Hog was nice to you. Oh, thank goodness. He was nice to you about football. Thank we goodness. will be talking about that later on. But uh, he did say that he thought that, uh, yeah, the pack beat the Vikings, but it wasn't a very good game. No, it was not. It was. He's wrong. He's not wrong about that. It was he a crappy was, game. While we're sitting here, Michael, why don't you tell us what is in the dumpster for today? All right. Kevin, nope. Kevin, nope. Nope. The, uh, hey, the Democrats try <laughs> and fail again. Nothing but heartbreak down that road. <laughs> but they but keep going down. It. I know. It's like the Area 51 <laughs> of Democrats. Cancel this. Blackface in the Great White North. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Oh, my. Oh, my. That's right. 101 uh, different uses for shoe polish that you never thought of before. Uh, you know, doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Beto, get your guns. Robert's rules are wrong. Beto, get your guns. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's not going to work out for him. Uh, nope. Uh, oh, no. Poor Joe. <laughs> More campaign fails with the Democrats. Well, at least we, now we know what Joe has for breakfast. So that's a thing. It's just it's that uh, kind of election. You're right. It's, this is the dumbest time to be an American ever. Yes, it really it is. is. Uh, well, it's uh, not our fight. The that's Saudis true. versus Iran. A real thing getting absolutely no coverage in the media, and I think it's worth something. So yeah. that's why it's in the dumpster this week. And uh, Saudis versus Iran. And, of course, things that are off target. Other garbage news items that just don't rate their own headers. And, you know, here on the last pod on the right. And, uh, that Iran-Saudi Arabia story is getting no play. Nope, you're right. Because America is, because this, this is the dumbest time to be an American. Nope. Ever. And the the, uh, the only play it gets We're, is and your the, gas is going up by 50 cents a gallon. See, here's what happened. See what happened was. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, I'm walking down the street, minding no business. They ain't hurting nobody. And then all of a sudden, Iran's launching, Iran is launching attacks on the Saudi oil fields. Yes. Iran's military is engaged in, I mean, these guys are in combat. It's not a war yet because we have all these goofy rules about how you know, we, well, right, we don't want to call right. it a war. It's a skirmish. I'm like, right. no, they're shooting missiles at each other. It looks like a war to me. <laughs> Sending drones. But uh, Iran has been blowing crap up in Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia has been helping the guys the Iranians don't like. And yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like a really weird soap opera and everybody's name is really hard to pronounce. <laughs> That's true. Is blowing crap up in Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia is helping the guys the Iranians don't like in Yemen. That's actually what this is all started from. And here's the even cooler part. And again, I'm misusing the word cool for a purpose here, kids. Here's the even, another nifty part about America's role in the universe these days. Uh, when the Saudis and the Iranians get into it, especially in the air, they're, they're both using stuff made by America. Yeah, they are. Well, the Iranians, a lot of their air force is still is leftover crap from before the, uh, the Islamo-fascists took over. That's right. Because we gave them like F-14s out the Yang back in the 70s. So when they, when the Saudis and the Iranians get into it, there's a pretty good chance that they're firing at each other with American-made weapons. Right. And, and you know, Trump has had some stuff to say about it. You know, he, he's done that Trump thing where he, he doesn't quite threaten anybody, but he, he almost does. I think he does that just to scare the crap out of the Democrats. Because they go bananas no matter what he says. Right. I mean, Trump could be like, man, I, I really think, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm a big fan of cancer. I think we should get rid of it. And Democrats would be like, why do you hate oncologists? I mean, <laughs> yes. that's, it's gotten to that point. No matter what he says, they're going to try and take, they'll find a way to stake out the opposite side and right. take it. Right. But in this particular case, he, he, he makes these sort of vaguely threatening comments and they go bananas. Oh my God, Trump's going to get us in World War III, blah, blah, blah. Under no circumstances, because this is something that could become much bigger very quickly, mm-hmm. should we get involved any more than, we've already pretty much armed up both sides. Right. Uh, I would like to think, and we talked about this last week, you know, in the, in the anniversary of 9-11 went by, we are now 18 years past it, we still haven't finished those wars. Right. 
let's not get involved in another one. No. I, it's just me. You know, and it's not lost on me that he canned Bolton right before the Iranians and the Saudis started throwing rabbit punches. And I'm wondering if maybe because Bolton was like, let's go in there. Because, you know, that dude was, yeah, was Senor Hakarama. Yeah, he was. You know, homeboy was like, oh, there's a chance for us to start shooting people. <laughs> let's show him. Well, what you know, we it's, the, it's the old Bolton, Wolfowitz, George W. Bush. Uh, and there was a bunch of these guys in the Clinton administration, too, actually. Right. Yeah, you remember Clinton was not afraid to throw cruise missiles at people. No. We have kids that will now die in a place, in a war that started before they were born, because we just can't stop doing this. And I'm like, you know, how about we just, you guys want to fight, fight. Right. Kill each other. Tear each other to pieces. Here's the deal. We are not going to come in. I don't give a crap if Iran blows up Riyadh and then Riyadh responds by blowing up Tehran. As long as you keep it in your yard, in your neighborhood, I don't give a crap. Just keep it there. That's the attitude I would take. Were were I in charge of things? Be like, Saudi, Iran, y'all have at it. Settle it. Crystal for president. I'm just saying. Or whomever. I mean, well, you know, the, uh, the Syrians versus whomever in the, you know, the PKK guys and they're all having it. You can't even keep the people straight who's fighting whom for over what. When you get this far down into the alphabet and you still haven't been able to spell a single word, it's time to stop speaking the language. <laughs> True. I'm just that's my attitude at this True. point. I, I get and Trump it. has made and it's gotten buried because the Democrat media complex has just had a terrible week. And we're about to get into that. As you pointed out, when you leafed through the dumpster, right? That there's all this stuff happening locally to the United States that has taken precedence. But there is a possibility, as there always is with these guys, that one wrong move by one wrong field commander on the wrong day. Remember with the Pakistanis and the Indians in the late '90s, mm-hmm. and there was a day when they actually had, for a brief period of time, the commanders in the field actually had launch control over their nukes because both of those two countries have nukes. Right. And they're like, oh God, if the Pakis and the Indians start shooting nukes at each other, the whole world goes down. It didn't happen. But w- the the Muslim world isn't noted for being filled with like strong, long-term diplomatic thinkers. <laughs> no. So when the Saudis and the Iranians are in it, and neither one of them has nukes that we know of, but I mean, it doesn't matter. You wonder about these guys. Right. Say, well, okay. What happens if they get in a fight and it spills out and the whole world gets involved? Well, like, fine. You know what? Here's the deal, guys. That's just what I would say. Right. You can fight each other until there's none of you left. We're not going to get involved. If you come out of your neighborhood, though, if you leave the urban confines of Detroit, <laughs> there's going to be trouble. I'm trying to bring your crap out here. Yeah, keep your, keep your ghetto-ass crap in your ghetto-ass town. Yep. You know, and this, if, these guys have enough money. They can rebuild whatever they blow up anyway. Right. I'm like, no, you're not going to get any more from us. We're not going to send troops. All right. We're not going to do it. I just, that, and, and because it fell by the wayside, because of course we have to, and it upset me because we had to talk about the, instead of talking about the fact that the two of the key strategic powers in the oil richiest region of the world, but these guys are, are getting into a, another, you know, it's another monkey poop fight at the zoo. I'm like, you don't go in the monkey cage when the monkeys are throwing the poo. Just make sure that you have all the doors closed so they can't throw the poo out of the monkey cage. This is not complicated stuff here. I'm just saying. But no, in the U.S., what were we talking about? The New York Times came up with a new way to try and smear Brett Kavanaugh and fell on their faces. That was our number one story of the week. Sorry. Not <laughs> the monkey poo. I loved it. That is, it's. <laughs> I don't know. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's, but no, our, it. our number one story in the United States this week was the be- after we recorded last week. It was over the weekend, and they just made the whole damn thing up. And it was another run at at uh, Kavanaugh. This time they had a guy who said he saw Kavanaugh. I'm not going to get into the specifics because it's icky. Right do XYZ to this one lady. And so therefore, and they, they ran the story. They ran the story based on this one guy that said he saw this one thing at this one time with this other person. The person who was supposedly the victim of this horrifying sexist attack by Brett Kavanaugh, she's out there saying, I have no recollection of this. 
I do not remember this. I don't want to be a part of this. I because I don't. I have no record. It, it never happened that I can remember. Right. Other people that were in the area around that time, like man, this is this is just sounding more and more fanciful. Then it turns out that their source is a guy named Max Steer, Steyer, whatever, used to be a Clinton lawyer, was an actual operative for Bill and Hillary Clinton. He's the guy that all of a sudden. Last weekend, he's in a story by the New York Times saying, well, I saw him do it. The girl who supposedly was the victim has no recollection. Right. All of these stories have fallen apart upon scrutiny. We found out that Christine Blasey Ford, the original member, she was the original showgirl. She carried the lead fan in this dance troupe. (laughs) Her own father's like, yeah, no, she didn't. It's not true. Right. I mean, it's, it's, and she, we then found out that she actually was hoping to use her opportunity in front of the microphones and cameras to push her uh, abortion. Right. So that's what her whole thing was. She wanted, she participated in a fraud in order to stop Brett Kavanaugh from getting on the Supreme Court because she was worried about the effect his presence on the court would have on abortion rights. So we now know that Christine Blasey Ford was an outright fraud, not an accidental fraud. Right. And now we got this news story with the Ramirez woman. She's saying, I don't know what the hell you people are talking about. Leave me out of this. Right. And then they got a guy who used to be a lawyer for Clinton. But wait, there's more. That's the most incredible part of this story find out even more details about it his wife is a judicial nominee that's been apparently trump's been sitting on her her nomination so there's all this backstory (laughs) none of that was in the version that the new york times printed of course not they just printed that you know basically that kavanaugh did it by the end of monday afternoon i think every democrat worth anything out there had called for kavanaugh's impeachment right impeachment how the hell far down the sewer is the New York Times, and why do the Democrats consistently feel it necessary to follow whatever media outlet has dove into the sewer? Right. Like, oh, hey, the New York Times is back in the sewer again. Oh, we should go down there too. <laughs> that sounds like a fun day. Well, and I think I, I maybe impeachment doesn't mean what they think it means. Oh, well, I, gu- like, I guarantee you, they don't know. What they that like means. to use that word a well, lot. I know you hear it a lot. A lot. Like, it's going to be, and then we got Trump impeachment stuff as well. Right. Not only will the Democrat Party follow the media down into the sewer every time, no matter how obviously far fetched it is. Flop sweat Kennedy, you know the the one that showed up a couple years ago for the Democrat response to the State of the Union, and, oh, it, yeah. and it was just the worst thing you ever. You actually felt bad for the guy. Right. Because his sweat was just pouring off him. He looked like Albert Brooks in broadcast news. Yes. I'm like, yeah, well, we did get one caller who's concerned that you were doing okay. Yes. He's out there. He comes out and he attack. says, and he's quoting from the story saying that Kavanaugh has to step down because. Right. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, these guys like to talk about collusion a lot. And it occurs to me the only collusion we know of is the media and the Democrats when they collude on fabricated stories about either Trump or, for some reason, Brett Kavanaugh. Dude's on the court. Dude's not going anywhere. Nope. And they're still doing this. It's months now. And what was the number one news story this week in the United States? Legit news story. Not morons uh, trying to you know, <laughs> storm Area 51. Right. Legitimate news story. Number one news story, Brett Kavanaugh. And it was because a fake story worked up by the Democrat media complex went, I mean, just the idea that we ended a week with a Kennedy telling us that a Supreme Court justice should step down because two New York Times reporters ran a bogus story accusing him of sexual harassment in the early 80s. I'm like, okay, first of all, Joe... Flop sweat. Right. First of all, the story's bogus. Second of all, is there a universe in which I want to hear a Kennedy tell me that somebody's bad for sexually harassing <laughs> <Yeah>. someone? <laughs> nice. <I'm, laughs> wow. A Kennedy. A Kennedy. A Kennedy. I'm saying, have you met anyone in your family, Joe? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest here, buddy. Considering your family's track record on this one, maybe the bench is the best spot for you for the next couple of days. <laughs> yes. Like, well, I, I kept waiting for like, this is where we need a Chris Hansen, you know, <laughs> to catch a predator tonight on MSNBC. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Joe. Why don't you take a seat right over there? Yes. 
<laughs> that works two ways, too, actually. Not like he's the first Kennedy that's ever heard that. No, no, I'm sure he's not. Uh, hi, Mr. Kennedy, why don't, you, why don't you take a seat right over there? Just take a seat. Wait a minute, you're not cutie pie tee 17? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? <laughs> uh, normal humans, when, you know, prospects have gone wrong things have gone wrong or whatever you're you whatever you were planning this is gonna be a big thing for you and it didn't work out you go and you're like well that didn't work out you don't do it again right like oh i'm sure this time will work for example if you're a millennial and you're going to storm area 51 you run right right up the road to the front gate and think you're just gonna run right past the guys well that's not gonna work when they when they you know they grab you they throw you out if the first thing you do is turn around and naruto run right back up the road then you need to rethink what you're doing Right. Normal people don't do that. They go, I should find another approach because that one doesn't work. The Democrats, nope. We're <laughs> months into this and we're still hearing this Kavanaugh nonsense. That's what they're doing. When they're not being anti-Semites. <laughs> True. Or embracing violence. They're attacking Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> like, man, you guys. Trump is going to beat these people like rented jackasses uh, next fall. And I'm not really <laughs> sympathetic at all. I see what you did there. I the jackasses. Ah, you see what I did there? Here we are on last pod on the right here from last stop on the right.com and KLRN Radio, America's Podcast Network. Moving on from Kavanaugh. Moving on. Okay. I had no idea that former Vice President Joe Biden was such a complete and utter badass. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Did you know? (laughs) With the chain? Back in the early 60s, young Joe. (laughs) future vice president at that time future senator from the great state of delaware he was he was lifeguarding at a at a most at a, i guess it was a, a a pool frequented mostly like by black people in the greater wilmington delaware area right and he beat up a, a gangster named corn pop <laughs> that was his big story this week because you know joe's always got a story for you <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing I've noticed. Joe, when he's not just making, when he's just not making absolute nonsense comments or pieces of his face aren't falling off on camera. You know, two weeks in a row. Oh, oh yeah. Like his dentures are falling out on camera. I'm like, oh, God, could this guy look any older? Back in, in my day, he beat up a, uh, did he win the fight? I don't remember. Did he I, beat Corn Pop or did Corn Pop beat him? I, I, you know, I don't know. I kind of lost interest. I mean, yeah, in that's, it I'm sitting here going, this is an was... actual story that is being told on the campaign trail by an actual he, and he is right now still their leading candidate. I kicked him out. They he kicked said, They said they go wait in the parking lot. Yeah, corn pop. And and, and I was worried. So, guy that worked there, he cut me this link of chain. Oh, I know. He went out. I'm like, you went into the part. You went after a black guy with some chain. <laughs> yeah. You got away with saying that. Can you imagine if a Republican said something about black people and chains? Oh God, yes. But no, you know, Joe, because it's and it, it says it says something about I think their own at some level they are resigned to their fate a little bit with 2020 because they didn't freak out about that part of it. <laughs> no. Like you have a a, a 78 year old white millionaire who's lived his entire life in just full-on white privilege. He is, Joe Biden is one uh, rape accusation away from being a Kennedy anyway. (laughs) Give him a Buick Electra and he's Ted himself. But, okay, so Biden, and he's like, you know, back in 61, it might have been 60, I don't remember. Sitting on the front porch in his rocking chair. Yeah. Yeah. Dentures in the glass next to him. Back in 1961, there was a fellow named Corn Pop. He came up there to that pool, and I said, no, Corn Pop, you ain't coming in here. And he said, oh, I went out there with a, with a piece of chain. I whooped Corn Pop's butt. I'm like, did he just say he beat up a black guy with some chain? Yeah, that's what he said. Did he? Did really? Yeah, and and, and they're like, and like I said, and we pointed out here, if a white guy said that that was a Republican, they would nuke him oh, for yeah. it. His campaign would be a sheet of glass be over yep. but with joe they're like oh that's just joe i'm like that's resignation is what that is when they don't care because it's just joe <laughs> right i'm like you know among other things dude if you really if you're gonna go to work on the scourge of breakfast cereal villains out there <laughs> i count chocula as an actual vampire 
I mean, why beat up the Corn Pops guy? <laughs> yeah. You're going to be going after people. I'm telling you right now, you've got Count Chocula as a vampire. Uh, what is? I got to say that though. What is it with the Democrats and their imag- and their imaginary friends? I'm wondering if maybe Biden came up with the corn pop story because you know all the other cool Democrats have imaginary friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cory Booker's got you know Spartacus. He got T Bone. Obama had his composite girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, true. There's always like these fake people that run around these lives. Biden, by the way, did not uh, have that. Wasn't his only misstep this week because of course there's seven days in a week there's a lot of opportunity for joe to go <laughs> off plenty joe's joe can get off the rails fairly easily as we've noticed uh he was talking to one group and he said that his child tax credit he's proposing would save 720 million jobs in the united states we're going to save 720 million jobs in the united states I'm like, there's only 350 million people <laughs> See, in the United States. I was States. sitting here going, wait a minute. Man, that math don't add up right. You got, everybody got two jobs. But that's our boy Joe. And again, just like the thing with the corn pop, he's beating up a black guy in a parking lot of a pool during the Jim Crow era with a chain, and nobody says anything because it's Joe. Joe's out there, and he's doubled the size of the United States population in order to make his sell his way. And, oh, it's Joe. Like if, if you're the lead, and he is still in the lead, <laughs> says everything you need to know about what the Democrats are looking at yes, for next no fall. doubt. 720 million new jobs, thanks to Joe. We're going to have, no wonder we need all the illegal aliens. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Be so like, well, got, you know, now that we've got vote. all these jobs, I mean, some, who's oh, going oh, to, who, yeah, <laughs> someone's got to go beat up Corn Pop in the parking lot. <laughs> yes, right. So we're going to get Paco to come in and do that. <laughs> Paco, Taco, Burrito, you're, from now on, your job is to keep Corn Pop and any other breakfast cereal villains <laughs> out of in. the parking lot of the swimming pool. Because Joe's busy. You see Tony the Tiger come and get the hell out of there. That is, uh, you, you should go. You trying to think any other major. Uh, I would, Frankenberry would, I'm not sure I'd want to take him on. No. Not the only, Will, Elizabeth Warren is now firmly in second place, by the way. Yeah. She I didn't have a big, that. she did not have a big week. She got into trouble a little bit this week. Yeah. Um, she was on Colbert, of all people. So anyway, he, she was on with him, and he popped her over raising taxes. She won't answer that question. He wasn't the only one that did that this week. So, you know, Medicare for all is her thing. Right. She's going to nationalize America's health care service. It's the people that brought you the VA. Yeah, the guys in charge. And we there were stories about the VA. There was a dude in, uh, I think it was, was in Atlanta, like, covered in ants. ants. Ant bites. Yeah, he, just, they just lay, he was just sitting there in his bed. Nobody cared because VA it's the hospital. VA. Because it's the VA. Those guys will now be under Elizabeth Warren's plan would be in charge of your health care. Mm-hmm. So we can all, we're all going to have equal access to ant bites mm-hmm. thanks to Elizabeth Warren. But she, uh, Colbert caught her. He's like, hey. So in order to do this, you're going to have to raise taxes in the middle class. Because she's always walking around saying, I'm going to take 1% from the super rich. And of course, it won't work. The math does not work out. That would not cover the bill. He's like, you're going to have to raise taxes in the middle class. Oh, well, uh, uh," and she got, he caught her on it, some other people. She will not answer the question, which of course tells you. She's going to have to raise taxes. Yes, you would have to. And and, it's all because they're upset about the insurance costs and stuff. It's not a scam. Insurance companies are like Vegas. Okay, you're betting, only you're betting that you will get sick or injured. That's why you buy insurance. Right. You are buying, when you buy insurance, it's the be- the policy they send you in the mail, that's your betting slip. Okay, you placed your bet. Right. Now you go to Vegas, you want to bet on a football game. Like, I'm going to bet uh, the the Irish to cover against the Bulldogs this weekend. Right? And then you, you place your bet. And they and they give you your slip. And, you know, it's, it's like it being at the racetrack. Right. So that you, like your lottery ticket. Yeah. Okay. So it proves that you you pay. You know, you have right, your right. bet. This is your bet. All right. Insurance is the same thing. Only you're betting that you will get sick or injured. Right. You can put the government in charge of that. Imagine if the government ran the sports book in Vegas. <laughs> and instead of like, if you were late on your payments or whatever, instead of like Duke and Rocco coming over, it'd be the 82nd Airborne. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, it doesn't work, but okay. But so they want to do this because blah, 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 insurance, and we don't have the kind of health care we want. And I'm like, uh, I don't trust any of you people as far as I can throw you. I certainly don't want you making my medical decisions for me. But all of, that, put it, all of that aside, you have Elizabeth Warren refusing to answer the question. 
Will you raise taxes on the middle class in order to fund your nationalization of the healthcare system? Well, see what happened was. Here's me dancing around the question. Right. I'm like, if it's so awesome, why are you afraid to answer that question? Right. You would think if she is so, you know, whether it's her or one of the other ones, because they're all saying it now. Mm-hmm. That is the Democrat mantra for 2020. Medicare for all. They are all saying it. Right. You would think it was so awesome they'd be willing to admit Because Sanders has been caught on that too. He said, I'm not going to answer that question. See, or I'm going to dance around it. I'm not going to give you a straight answer. I'm like, if it's so terrific, why wouldn't you want to give me a straight answer? Right. I mean, if I had something for you that was just going to be so great, you know, you ask me, hey, how much is it going to cost? Be like, it's not going to cost you a damn thing. You would think you would want to, I would want to tell you that to get you hyped about it. (laughs) Right. Not be like, well, we'll talk about the costs later. (laughs) Yeah. We'll discuss the bill at the end of the meal. Yeah, you want to know, right? I mean, that's why right. they put prices on menus. Yep. Like, find out, oh, well, you know that, I hope you enjoyed your steak at $700. Right. Like, well, no, I'm not going to get it if it's $700. She didn't want to tell you. That should tell you something. Right. That should tell you. That should really tell you something. You can put that out there for all of you. Whether it's Warren or Bernie or Chiquita Khrushchev or whichever one of the retards they have out there. Oops, I said retard. That's a bad word. <laughs> um, out there telling you that, well, it's going to be better. And you say, well, how much is it going to cost? And they don't want to answer the question. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yep, absolutely. If they were proud of it, be like, hey, check this out. But then say, oh, well, you know, that's a complicated question. It's not a complicated question. No. Speaking of uh, of other Democrats, by the way. Uh, de Blasio's out. Oh, is he? Yeah, he quit this morning. I didn't notice. Nobody noticed. That's the problem. <laughs> I know. You know. You know your campaign is a dumpster fire when you. I mean, that dude is like thirteen feet tall. I mean, De Blasio. It's oh, like yeah. watching. We call him Herman Dumpster here on the program, <laughs> right? Yep. He's walking around the city of New York. They all hate him. I don't know how the hell the guy is still mayor, but whatever. But yeah, he. Uh, you're that much of a freak. That you stand out everywhere you go because you're just weird looking. Right. <laughs> and people forgot you running for president. That What were you doing? <laughs> you're like, oh, man, de Blasio's out. I didn't know he was in. How did you not know? Right. Because, I mean, how bad is your campaign that you're that physically noteworthy? The people always notice when you're there because you're this, like, gigantic right. movie monster in the corner. I mean, you know. <laughs> And then they forget you're running for president. Oh, yeah. We're, I remember Oh, yeah, that. by the way. Beto O'Rourke, who spent his week solidifying his position in sixth place by, uh, by sticking with his gun grab. And keep in mind, this is the sixth place horse in a boat race. <laughs> All right, and that's it. But uh, he and uh, Joe Manchin, who was a Democrat senator from West Virginia, they had a little disagreement this week. Because, you know, Beto is now openly saying, we are going to physically confiscate your firearms. Right. You will be, you will have to uh, account for them. And if we do not think that you should have it, or it is not a gun which meets with, meets with, which meets with our approval, we are taking it by force if necessary. We will kill you if we have to. We're getting the guns. That's his, that's his campaign platform. He's now at 1%, by the way. I'm sure. He got into it with, with Manchin, though, because Manchin's from West Virginia. He's not stupid. He may be a Democrat, but he knows where he lives. Right. He's like, nah, uh, somebody better go tell Beto and get in mine. So they had a disagreement over that. Right, right. And he's running on, I'm going to to start a civil war. Beto's out there, he's saying, well, you know, Americans will abide by the law. So if I'm president and I sign an executive order saying you're going to get the guns, Americans, you know, they'll they'll just turn them in. I mean, well, I accept the criminals, dumbass. Right. That's been the problem all along. (laughs) Yes. How do you not get this? Be like, oh well, you know, I was gonna go on a, I was gonna go a five state shooting spree today, but then President Beto said that I have to turn in my, my gun. gun. So, well, there goes my weekend plans. Yeah. I mean, that's not how that works, but that's his plan. He's gonna do that. I don't want to get too much into that. We spent a lot of time on this last week, the red flag laws, right. which can't work. By the way, speaking of the red flag laws, the Democrats are actually the reason the red flag red flag laws have not been up updated. Because they will, they, the last time they talked about this, they said you can't put the gang databases in there. It's like, well, yeah, okay. So anybody that's gotten any, any, you know, second look or whatever. Right. We don't want them to have guns. So red flag. So we, you can't have one. Right. Because you're on the red flag list. It came up a couple of years ago and the Democrats were like, well, you can't put, you can't link the gang databases to it. Why not? 
because they were afraid that people would be misidentified as members of a gang and be denied their civil rights. I'm like, well, that's the problem all along anyway, isn't it? That a law like this will create situations in which the wrong people get flagged for the wrong things and are denied their, I mean, you're talking about first, second, fourth, fifth, 14th. How many amendments are we going to abrogate with right, this? Right. And they're like, well, it's different because we're going after white people. I mean, that's the big thing. Right. The gang database, they didn't want them in there because gang databases are primarily people of color. And the AR-15 owners that they want to disarm are white people. Right. Be like, okay, well, I think we're starting to get a, I'm starting to get a sense of, there's a picture here. <laughs> there is a pattern. There is a pattern. Now, I don't want to spend any more time on Beto, but Kamala, she has lost eight points since the summer. Since Tulsi Gabbard nuked her in that debate. Right. She has now dropped eight points. She didn't have eight points to lose. <laughs> Look at them all there. And uh, she is down eight points. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Zero point zero. You know, fat, drunk, and stupid. There's no way to go through <laughs> Did you see any of the impeachment hearing? Which <laughs> no, wasn't an no, actual I, impeachment hearing. No, I, I saw the... The, the throwing monkey poo in the cage. Well, I mean, it, it was Lord. It turned into that. You had Nadler up there. You know, he's an inspector pant load. Right, right. And he's supposed to be running this thing. This is the oversight meeting. Doug Collins, U.S. Representative Doug Collins, a Republican, by the way, he actually points out, he's like, this is ridiculous. This is not even a real impeachment hearing. You're faking it. Right, right. They literally were. Because they have them out there, and, uh, and they're talking like Lewandowski, who is kind of a creep. Okay, I'll yeah, put that out there. Right. He is kind he of a is. creep, but he just owned them. Right. Yeah, so Lewandowski with uh, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, who is probably still the dumbest member of the U.S. House of Representatives. <laughs> At one point, she just went on and on. He's like, is there a question in there? Because all I heard was a rant. And I, you, you don't have to like Corey, Le- Corey Lewandowski. I know a lot of people don't. Right. But uh, all things being equal, that was the low moment for the week. But there wasn't even a real impeachment hearing. Because as Collins pointed out, we're not even, we did not discuss this being an impeachment hearing. You know, you have to have that discussion. Right, right. Which is another, this is just regular business. So they're not even really doing it, they're faking it. So I'm like, these, I mean, whether it's Lewandowski or Sheila Jackson, whether it's Sheila Jackson Lee or Inspector Pantlow Nadler, even their own media took him apart. They're like, you know, he lost control of the thing. It was a disaster. Even their own media is like, oh God, this, this didn't look good. Right. There's just people yelling at each other over an impeachment inquiry that isn't actually happening and couldn't succeed anyway. Right. <laughs> because there's no way the Senate's going to go, okay, yeah, yeah, this time you've convinced us. Right. So between that and, and, of course, you talked earlier about the Kavanaugh thing. Here on the last pod on the right, you sit there and go, man, these guys, I feel like these guys talked about this a couple weeks ago. We did. Right. It's because they won't let it go. They're like a dog with a bone. <laughs> but, you know, here we are, and we're now, it is now, uh, we're closing in on October of 2019. Okay, you are literally one year and three weeks away from election 2020, and you are still working on things that you haven't gotten right for the last three and a half years. But they're not actually working on them. Right. They've been after Kavanaugh for however long. They've been talking about impeachment of Trump since the day he beat Hillary. And now here we are, three years later, they have a year left to figure out which one of an absolute boat race... (laughs) is going to be the one that they're going to let go up against Trump next fall. And what are they doing? They're faking impeachment hearings. You know, I mean, that's, I don't even know what you do with no. that. No. What, say, the well, what the, you do? This is, but this is what happens. This is what's going to happen to them. Right. You know, and you sit there, and by the time we get to next year, and so why did they lose? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe because they, they kept running into the same wall. I mean, how... They're like the coyote. They're like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, you're right. They really are. It's like, dude, how many times are you going to figure out when you buy crap from Acme to go after the Roadrunner, it never works out for you. Stop doing it. Right. I mean, how old were you watching the old Road, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner hour before you realized Young. that Wiley Coyote was just an idiot? Idiot, yep. I'm like, man, just find another. Order KFC, man. <laughs> there's not even that much meat on that bird. What no, are you doing? No, but they're like not. they're like wily coyote. Yep. I mean, it's just they consider I'm going to put on more rocket roller skates. But that hasn't worked out for you very well in the past. But this time it will. A couple of quick notes. I I heard your during the intro. It had Justin Trudeau with his blackface on. Oh yes. Is there, are there any young? Are there any Democrats out there who did not? plaster their faces and shoe polish at some point in their lives. I mean, in college, but... I, I know, I never... It, 
I have no recollection. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago. It said we, Democrats call everybody to the right of basically Mao white supremacists these days. Right. They've even started saying you can be a white supremacist without being white. Right. They actually say that now. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, fine. I don't recall ever meeting an actual white supremacist. I mean, I'm not even kidding about that. No, I if mean, I have, I didn't know it. Right. Like, it's not like people walk around with name tags. Like, oh, yeah, you know, and I hate blacks or whatever. I, I've never, if I've ever met a Klansman, I don't know it. If I've ever met a white supremacist, I don't know right, it. Right, right. I certainly don't recall anyone putting on blackface. No. But in the age of, of wokeness. <laughs> Al Jolson. Yeah, but, you know, but, that was before we, I was, years right, before right, I was born. Right. I think that guy was dead before I was born. <clears throat> right. But I'm sitting there going, you got Doug Norris. These guys have spent the last three years telling us that everybody in the Republican Party, everybody that write a Mao, basically, is a racist. And every time I see one of these stories, it's a prominent Democrat, or in the case of Justin Trudeau, a prominent global lib. I mean, he's like Prime Minister Woke Boy. Right. You know, they all love him. Oh, he's young and he's handsome. He's socially progressive. He's terrific. We just love him. And he's a globalist just like we are. And I'm like, and anything else? No, everything else is fine. He's, you know, he's got a good resume. Uh, he's pedigreed for the job, you know, because of his dad. He's just a wonderful person. He believes in LGBTQRSTUXYZ rights and all the rest of it. He's perfect. Are you sure there's nothing else? Yeah. Nothing else? Oh, uh, he believes in equality for people of all colors. Okay. Nothing else you want to mention? <laughs> and then you wait for it and boom. Right. Not one, not two, not three. There may have been multiple incidences in which he was dressed, in which he put on blackface. Yep. They spent the whole week, uh, the media's out there this week trying to, they called it brown face, or I think it was Daily Beast even tried to call it face darkening makeup. <laughs> because you can't say blackface when you're talking about one of your own guys. Right. Yeah, they're trying to hide it. They're trying to cover up for the guy. For all the noise they make about how everybody on the right is racist, every time I see a picture of somebody doing something spectacularly racist, it's somebody on the left. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you know what, though? He was a kid. He was a cop. And after all of it, I hate the cancel culture. Right. You know, we're going to dig through your past till we find something embarrassing, and we're going to nuke you for it. I hated it even when they went after, you know, and I'm no fan of Mitt Romney, the Republican doll. Right. Not a big fan. They went, oh, you know, he, he gave a kid a haircut in 1965 that the kid didn't like or something. Okay. You got me there. Uh, or, you know, stuff like they dig through your past. They've done it to college football players. They've done it to politicians. We're going to dig through your past until we find something offensive. Right. Or can be construed as offensive. That uh, The kid from with the, the, the quarterback for the Bills, Josh Allen, mm. they found racisty kind of tweets from when he was like 13. Right, right. I'm like, oh, well, you Because I never said anything stupid when I was 13. No, me neither. They do this now. And to be honest with you, I don't think that Justin Trudeau should lose his job as Prime Minister of Canada. I don't think Northam should lose his job as Governor of Virginia because they were posed in blackface when they were drunk college kids. Right. I didn't do, I never, but I never did any of that stuff. Right. I got drunk plenty in college. Mom and pop, just kidding. <laughs> I studied the entire time. But I, it never even occurred to me. But, you know, we're going to nuke everybody for this. You know, eventually there won't be anybody left. As, right. And we talked about it as we joke about the millennials and their idiot plans today. As they either charge Area 51 or take the day off of work for jo- of work that they don't go to anyway. Right. To protest pseudoscience global warming or whatever. Be like, eventually there's not going to be anyone left. Because I can guarantee you with this generation, there's nobody that doesn't have something stupid on their resume. Right. I mean, it's like 2044. There's not going to be anybody eligible to run for president. No. Because all of these, well, we were going to support you, but it turns out you were part of that raid Area 51 nonsense, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. You can't be president anymore. Yep. Uh, they went after Trump this week for a supposed whistleblower complaint. Apparently, he made inappropriate promises to somebody at some point in another country, and everybody freaked out about it. Did you see that story? <laughs> no. All they I, can I give you is oh, an unnamed foreign, I'm going to quote from it, an unnamed foreign leader, he was Trump was apparently talking to a quote unnamed foreign leader unquote, and he gave them a quote unspecified promise unquote, and quote one member of the intelligence community who remains unidentified by the way unquote complained. <laughs> they tried to make a story out of that this week. I'm like, boy, you guys, how how steep is your learning curve, man? That is Swiss cheese. Right yeah, I mean, there. it's just like nothing. They're like, well, we have this thing that may or may not have happened. This guy that may or may not have been involved. He may or may not have said something to a person who may or may not have been a foreign leader. We don't have any details, but we're going to run the story anyway. <laughs> 
It's, it's just like the Kavanaugh story. <laughs> exactly. The person who, whom it happened says she doesn't remember it even happening. And we're going to run it anyway. The person who came up with one of these stories last time is clearly lying. But right. th- we're going to run the story anyway. It's like, okay, fine, guys. Good luck with that. Out there in California, which is liberal utopia, you know, the place that they would like all of America to be like, kids. So if you're listening to the last pod on the right, wherever you are, they want, they think that California, your, wherever you live should be just like California. Right, That's what they want right. for the whole country. They have a new problem in California. Uh-oh. It's not just dirty hypodermics and piles of, of human feces. But there's Lep- an app for that. Lepre- there tech- you know what? There is an app for that. <laughs> there is a poo map app I for know, San Francisco. We have talked about it We before. have discussed it. Uh, leprosy is making a comeback in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Leprosy. It's the, it's the second coming, isn't it? Visit beautiful California, Stan, Michael. Come for the free crap, stay for the medieval diseases. <laughs> Leprosy. Lepro- I mean, That's, I was like, is that even a thing still? I, I didn't think so. Dude, I didn't even think people still got that. Like, yay, verily, I say unto... I mean, it's like the last time I saw I saw a reference to leprosy, I think I was reading the Bible. Exactly. It's, like, when the, the, I, it's L.A., not Galatians. And what the hell is going on in California, Stan? Right. Liberal utopia... So what you get if you put these people in charge is overcrowded cities filled with miserable homeless people, steaming piles of human feces, used hypodermic needles, and diseases that you thought we stomped out in the 19th century. That's what, you, that's what liberalism gives you. Yep. So enjoy it, kids. Vote Democrat. <laughs> Free leprosy. Being a cancel culture, they had this kid that they hired to write for Saturday Night Live, up-and-coming comedian, Turns out he made some goofy joke about alien uh, about Asians like 15 years ago. Nothing big. It was just like a throwaway joke or whatever. They cut him from the the woke mob got him. So he was going to write for Saturday Night Live and before he even started he lost his job because a joke he made about Asian people like 10 years ago or whatever. I'm like the show that gave us Samurai Deli <laughs> just fired a guy because he made he wasn't even going to act on the show. He was just a writer. <laughs> Uh, Samurai Deli. I mean, if you don't, and for those of you who are you know, back in this, I don't remember it because I didn't see it live because nah, I was me, too young. I was too. But, but when Saturday Night Live first came on the air, <laughs> they had a bit that they used to do John Belushi, legendary comedian, Samurai Deli, <laughs> which I would assume would meet none of the woke mobs criteria no, no. for acceptable haha these days. Right. That is not an acceptable LOL. But the, st- the show that gave us. That, and that's why that show became such a hit. After all these years, it's still on because it's resting on the laurels of those guys. The, the show that gave us Eddie Murphy being buckwheat. I know. I mean, think about it. <laughs> I mean, damn. The first 20 years of Saturday Night Live were Saturday Night Live's best years. Right. I think almost everybody would agree with that. Right. I mean, that's why the show was still on. None of the stuff they did that back then would would be considered acceptable acceptable lulls by the woke mob. Yeah, no. Nope. They, they threw this guy more on the cancel culture. I just put that out there. Uh, one other quick note, AOC has a primary challenger. Oh, good. A Democrat. No. Oh, Her name is Khan. Khan? Khan. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because I want AOC to lose, and they go outside and stare up the sky and go, Khan! You want her to suffer the wrath of Khan. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we worked a Star Trek reference into the show. Uh, <laughs> New York, state of New York is banned flavored vaping. Oh, God. They did it. They went out, and this is, even Trump's in on this nonsense. You can still vape, you just have to buy tobacco-flavored right. goop. You can't buy, like, banana cream pie goop. Right. So the They're state kidding. that gave itself a state, the legislature, legislature gave themselves a standing ovation for legalizing abortion up to the moment the kid can, like, hail an Uber. <laughs> right. Can't. Right. But now you can't. In the state of New York, you can only vape with tobacco-flavored vape you juice. Know, on, and honestly, that is going to solve what problem in a state where they give themselves standing ovations for legalizing abortion up until the moment the kid can fight back. Right. Or whatever. You know, they, I mean, <laughs> if you can't book a flight out of New York, <laughs> then they can still abort you. If you can't catch the 710 out of LaGuardia. <laughs> if you cannot make it to the IRT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before Dr. Gosnell comes at you with the scalpel, then they can abort you. Yep. But if you light, if you take a drag on banana cream pie vape, they've got you for life, buddy. That's it. Can I just say that? Yeah, like, I know. You got one. You, you no, no I, got, I, I just want to say your last two uh, stories there. 
yeah. California and New York. I know. Prime example as to why there's electoral college. Prime example right there. That is a very astute point that you just made. There should be like an award for that. (laughs) You're right. I mean, prime example right there. Of why we we have it. The electoral college. Yes. Mikey with the own. There you go. There you go. That's (laughs) That's exactly why we need it. You should spike the ball on that. That's a good one. All right. uh, We'll get away from Paul. That's a good way. That is a perfect moment here on the last pod on the right. Right. As Michael spikes the ball on AOC because that's her big thing. She wants to get rid of it. Oh, yeah. And Elizabeth Warren said that yesterday. I know. You need to get rid of the electoral college. Mikey points out this is why we need to keep it. That's why we have it. Because these morons would, would, as Patrick pointed, you know, OG Patrick pointed out a couple of weeks ago. You could win if they got rid of the electoral college. You win California. You win New York. It's like twenty-five counties. You're done, and yep. you, that's all you would have to win. That's it. So that's why we have it. You're, it's a good that's point. Uh, here at the last pod on the right, on laststopontheright.com. Of course, you can check us out through our social media. We have a Facebook group dedicated to it. The last stop on the right. Of course, the social media feeds include our Twitter feed. At last stop OTR, very active, always looking to hear from you. And of course, our website, laststoponthewright.com, through which you can email us. Among those who have emailed us of late at laststopontheright.com, the hog. I know. But he, I, as I said at the beginning, he was nice. He said it was a crappy game. Mike, for those of you who do not know, the hog, who is one of our most regular, maybe our. One of our five or six regular listeners here. Right. To, to the last pod on the right. He is a Packer backer. Michael is a Viking, inexplicably a Vikings fan. I know. You're a Georgia boy. I don't get it. Whatever. Fran, Fran Tarkenton was quarterback. Because he went to Georgia. Kid. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. So he well, but he said it was a crappy game because the Vikes, you know, the Pack beat him. Right. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, we won, but it was a crappy game. I, he went light on you. Well, you guys play again later in the season. We'll see how he. I know. When that game means more, we'll see how it goes. He's right. It was a crappy game. It was a crappy. There was a lot of bad football. I mean, is it bad? There's been a lot of bad football. There's this been year. a lot of bad football I mean, this last, year. Last night's game. Uh, Although the, my the, fantasy team is doing exceptionally well. I, yeah. I knock on you. wood. I hate you. This weekend, I am a uh, Notre Dame guy. You are, of course, a Georgia fan. Absolutely. First time they played. Well, in, the second time they played each other in the last couple of years. It's a home home series. They played in uh, they played in South Bend. They go play in Athens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're recording last pod on the right on a Friday. They will be in Athens, Georgia tomorrow evening. Eight p.m. is that game. Yep. Uh, you want to pick it? What do you think? I've told you. Uh, what did you say? You said it was going to be forty-two to ten, Georgia. Uh, I think that's yeah, extreme. Forty-two ten, Georgia. The last time they played, it was twenty to nineteen, and it was in doubt until the last seconds of the game. You're it was right. a very good football game. You're absolutely. Oh, it was a great game. I'm saying thirty-four seventeen, Georgia. As much as it pains me to say that. Right. What about the rest of the? Uh, do you really think that Georgia's good enough to go all the way this year, though? But I would say it, I keep thinking Notre Dame looks like it's a ten-win team. I'm not sure about a playoff berth, but if the only game we lose is to Georgia, you know, we'll be back in the conversation by the end of the season. You really think Georgia's right. gonna go all the way though? I don't know if Alabama's I, I, as good as they were though. I you know, and I don't know. And I saw a thing yesterday talking about uh like the top four teams right. at the moment and who they still have to play. Well, anybody that's and, in the SEC has a tougher road to hoe than anybody that's not. Yeah, and but, that's just but it's like Georgia has three games against top ten opponents. But but Clemson has zero. Well, it doesn't matter though. Clemson has, with that squad, has proved beyond. Re- I, I, they I, have I proven know. beyond reasonable doubt that that program can compete at any level because they killed everybody last year. Right. But yeah. I mean, they dismantled I mean, an Alabama team that most people had picked to win when they started the season. Most of the same guys. I mean, that backfield at Clemson just by itself. Oh, it was tremendous. And it still is. I mean, those are both, you've got two guys who are both legitimate Heisman contenders standing next to each other in the Clemson backfield. Right. Trevor Lawrence at quarterback and Etienne at tailback. That kid's amazing. He is amazing. So there's, I mean, Clemson doesn't have to play ranked teams this year because the guys that beat the crap out of everyone last year are all back. We already know what they're capable of. Right, right. I actually will say this. I think Georgia can win the SEC this year. I don't oh, think well. Alabama's as good. I th- I'm going to say this. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Uh, was it Tyagaloa? However you say yeah. Tua Tyagaloa. 
the Lova, whatever. <laughs> what? Tua. You sound like me. The the quarterback for Alabama. <laughs> right. I think he was flashing the pan more than a superstar. He comes out. He you know he <clears throat> does some amazing heroics when it counts. I think that Jalen Hurts is actually the better football player. He's now in Oklahoma. He's now in Oklahoma. Right. I don't think Alabama's got the team this year that they had last year. You know, if you if what you say is true, then Georgia wins the Georgia SEC. wins the SEC. They're in the playoffs. Well, obviously, you win the SEC, you're in the playoffs. Right. It'd be Clemson, Georgia, and it's early, but I would say this: if Notre Dame's only loss is to a Georgia team that ends up winning the SEC, see, I, you're gonna see Notre Dame back in the playoff legit, again. Uh, they'd have a definite All legit right. argument. So. Actually, uh, but you had I'll, something else you wanted I'll, to mention. How the Giants doing? Shut up. Oh, sorry. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Why are you gonna be that guy? I don't know. Yes, I am a New York Giants fan. They are horrendous. This may, you know what? Since you brought it up, this may be the fix we need. The, the new quarterback for the yeah. first time since two thousand three. Eli Manning is not a starting quarterback this weekend for the New York Giants. Yep. And we do have the best tailback in the business. You do. You do. Too bad we let OBJ go. But yeah, well, I don't know. This weekend, we'll, we'll find out if Daniel Jones is for real. I'll go, man, I'll go ahead man. and say that. We're not Dolphins bad, but we're bad. No, they're like sitting on top of the dumpster fire. But if, Miami Jones turn, dumpster if fire. Daniel Jones turns out to be the guy that they hoped he was when they drafted him in the with the sixth overall pick, which everybody thought was insane, right? then uh, maybe the Giants have a chance to put it together. They might. You can, if you have a decent quarterback and, and a great tailback, you can win some football games. Right. And we have we just don't know whether or not Jones is decent yet. We know Eli's decent was ten years ago. I'm surprised he hasn't been traded. I'd said you remember me saying before the season started that Eli should be traded. While you can still get something for him. Yep. And while you've got these teams that are all without big name quarterbacks. And New Orleans loses Drew Brees. I'm thinking, hey, man. Right. And it's P- not like it's Pittsburgh. that weird for him to go somewhere. I mean, Joe Montana finished his career in Kansas City. You can go and be a legend and go and play somewhere else for like a year or two. Right. It doesn't hurt you and, that bad. And, you know, if if past NFL standards hold true, Eli is going to end up in Minnesota because that's where old quarterbacks go to die. Minnesota? Yes. It used to be they go to the West Coast for that. It's Dante yeah. Culpepper. I remember that. Uh, Who else has been out there? Uh, um, all right, let's see. Jeff George. Uh, Jeff George. You had Je- I forgot you had Jeff George had on that Jeff roster. George. Good Lord. Uh, Brett Favre. Because he couldn't beat the Saints in the NFC Championship. Kids, we got to get wrapped up here. During the course of this weekend, you're going to hear all this stuff about, uh, I'm sure they're going to come up with another angle. I want to remind everybody that up until now, I'm going to put this out there for you. Up until now, on the last part on the right, you heard Ben Crystal say it. Every time the Democrat media complex has come up with, this is the story that's going to end the Trump presidency, they have either been wrong, lying, or a combination of the two. Yep. Literally every time. Every single time. Because the Kavanaugh thing and then the supposed whistleblower story. Right. Just this week. Every single time. Three years of that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it this week. As you enjoy your weekend, remember when they come out with the next whatever story it's going to be, and they will. And they will. Oh, my God, we got them this time. They don't. Right. Just remember. Everything, take, take, a, every, take every single news story with a grain of salt. Absolutely. If you were among those who stormed Area 51 and are listening to this podcast, congratulations, since you're probably the only millennial smart enough to get out of that, you're probably going to end up being president. <laughs> yes, you will. So you got that going for you. For all of you out there, appreciate you tuning in to the last pod on the right here at laststopontheright.com. Do not forget, check out our Facebook group dedicated to the last stop on the right. Lots of cool stuff on there, links, memes, etc. Remind you, if you like this podcast, if you like it, share it. Oh, yeah. If you don't like it, share it with people you don't like. <laughs> yes. Do that. <laughs> Torture other people. Uh, also, kids, we want to remind everybody to uh, check out all of the great programs on KLRN, including and not limited to this week's. We're gonna, I'm going to mention another bleeping podcast. That's actually uh, what they call. Oh, it. Uh, That's actually like, what they call it. Another like, okay, bleep. Go ahead. The last pod on the right would like to recommend that you check out another bleeping podcast. It's Thursday nights on uh, on on KLRN Radio, America's Podcast Network. Also, the Red Wine, five conservative women, five. Wow. 
I it's I'm like I wish you guys had video. <laughs> you ever notice conservative women are are all routinely hotter and cooler than liberal women? <laughs> yes. Of course, we're available through all of your podcasting platforms. Yep. Spreaker, Spreaker, iHeart, Spotify. We're out there. iTunes. Yep. You got it. And of course, our website, laststoponthewright.com. For all of the aforementioned, I am Ben Crystal. I am Tony the Tiger. They're great. I'm from the Joe Biden thing, but you sat on that for like 30 minutes. That's impressive. He's actually Mike Abel. And this has been the last pod on the right. Until next week, my friends, keep the ball in the short grass. We out.